this is Cold River, and you're listening to Locally Fresh. Hi, this is Liz of No Borders, and you are now listening to Locally Fresh. Hey, this is Casilla, a.k.a. La Doña Sofrito, a.k.a. Welcome back, everybody. What's up? What's up? It is episode nine of Locally Fresh. Number nine, number nine. That's right, and I'm feeling fine. You know it. I am your girl, Gimp. And this is your man, Speck. What's up? That's right, and this is another episode for the locally motivated, the locally inspired, the locally creative that keep the city beautiful. Locally fresh, fresh, fresh. I know it. And I would definitely say that this episode embodies that, that catchphrase of ours. But let's pick up where we left off last. And that was with the celebration of the three-year anniversary of the No Borders event, which was held at the Geek Easy um, and brought to you by Louis P. and Star and Liz. Shout out to them for holding it down for big the- Big ups, big up to yeah, the Yeah, seriously. Uh, for the creative um, individuals that want to get their, you know, their art on. It was a great show. And Spec, right here in front of us. Yes, yes. The champ of No Borders. How do you feel? I feel fine, man. I'm just here chilling, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's so modest. So we celebrated at the Geek Easy. Um, this was actually Spec's first time competing. There were how many artists? It was two, four, six artists. And you? you yes, six yeah, six artists. artists. There were six artists. And in you the won building. your round. Yes. You were one of the first to go. How did it feel being on stage? Um, I mean, once me being in the stage, it wasn't that bad. I was, yeah. I was just chilling, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I mean cause you already went in with like a, a plan. In mind, right? Like what you were going yeah, to do. Yeah, I mean, like, I had, I mean, I had a little sketchy sketch, and um, I just got, I just got busy, pretty much. That's pretty cool. I always wonder, like, how it is for an artist to be up on stage and like knowing that there's eyes watching you. Well, I mean, damn. I mean, you did perform at Taste, so. I mean, yeah, but that I don't know. That's different. I mean, I feel like this is you're doing something on canvas so it's like once you do it like that's it you know what i mean like well yeah i mean if you want to see it like that yeah you know but that was pretty cool it was a timed uh, event as always uh each round was 30 minutes four by four foot canvas that needed to be completed. executed yeah and uh it was it was a great environment of course very exciting to see Spec on stage doing his doing his thing. I mean, I see him do his thing all the time, but it's different seeing you like actually, you know, in a sense, performing. I was in the performance state of mind. That's right. <laughs> and you dominated your round, which is pretty cool. 
Yeah, it was pretty cool. Like yeah. I said, man, I mean, it's all about having fun, you know what I'm saying? Chilling with the fellas, yeah, you know? Yeah, de- you definitely did have your share of fun <laughs> that night. I mean, shit, people just kept on buying me beers and shit. I was buying beers that to everyone. So I mean, at the end of the day, it's all fun, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's about man. the F-U-N all day. That's right. And then to top it off with just not only winning your round, but there was a hand style challenge. And whoever had the best hand style recreating the No Borders logo would eventually get their hand style printed as a sticker for the next show yep, yep. and you won that as well yeah man i, I mean i i was i was pretty amazed because um i just went to the table and i just busted tie because I, I wanted to see like other people's hand styles and see what, who was yeah. really competing and then um I played the fifth on what I seen, but then I was like, well, fuck it, you know what I'm saying? I just bust a tie, but I just kind of just did it. I mean, yeah. I, I, I didn't have no idea I was going to even win. I just said, let me just you know, bust yeah. a tag and just see what's up. That shit is too funny. Yeah. And then they got chosen, which was really cool. So <laughs> now it's an official sticker. Yep, yep. And those stickers are actually, if you guys are all interested, um, there's a huge event coming up May 4th, which is Friday. Big Earl's 50th birthday celebration, yes, and those yes. stickers are going to be available at that event. Um, so you pick up those stickers, you're picking up a piece of spec because uh, that's his hand style right there. So that's pretty cool. Piece of my love. That's right. <laughs> you take a little piece of spec with you. Um, but yeah, so that was a really cool, uh, a really good event. Um, shout out to PN Star to Liz for you know always holding it down, always creating a great a great vibe. Um, music was on point. Yeah, man. hardcore. It, it always is, but like it was a really good DJ pop rock. What's yo, up? Really good music. Like, what was? Oh like, no, it was pop rock, right? Pop rock or pop rock? I think it was pop rock. Can't remember. You're probably right. Um, and yeah, it was just a great time. Uh, it, no Borders always brings a great environment um, for all those local creatives. And we met a lot of people that night, um, reconnected with people, um, and then, you know, bust a little move on the dance floor towards the end of the night. And had an amazing, you know what, really, like, what I, I had a great time with is that even after the show, when everything was done and over with, we're all just hanging out in the parking lot. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, man! We just had like the little second party outside. Yeah, and it was really cool. <laughs> get down. Yes, yeah. And then shout out because Thurston Howell was there, Prince from Power Rule was there. Um, you know, and I mean, it was a really great event. Uh, yeah. Dave Dar was there. Yep, yep. You know, supporting the No Borders. Um, so it was kind of nice. Like, oh yeah, shit! Yeah, there was you know? a lot of heavy hitters in the building. Yeah, and it was kind of nice. So. That was cool, which actually leads us up to our interview that we have here with um, Big Earl, who, if you don't know who Big Earl is, um, get ready to bust out the textbooks, bust out the notepads, take some notes, <laughs> because this guy has definitely been in the envi- in the hip-hop environment for a very, very long time. He has started off broadcasting, journalism, was a stylist for hip hop artists, um, road managing. I mean, this guy has been doing a lot for hip hop and it's all been behind the scenes. So if you guys are natives to Orlando or have been in Orlando for a really long time and remember 
those really great hip-hop shows, don't be surprised that Big Girl has had a huge helping hand in bringing that talent here to Orlando. Um, and it's definitely something that we can expect for his birthday celebration. Happy early 50th birthday, Earl. And uh, we actually had the pleasure of inviting him over to the house. Uh, and we sat down for, actually before the interview, we sat down for hours just like oh, yeah. kicking it. Like, yeah, we did. This guy is like an encyclopedia slash dictionary slash like hip hop Wikipedia. Hmm. <laughs> like, he has a lot of stories, a lot of facts. Um, he actually allowed us to view his portfolio, which was just like pretty iconic. Seeing all those pictures of all those hip hop artists. Um, it was really nice to see and, you know, I have the honor of looking through that. And it, it was just, I mean, you literally see the evolution of hip hop in that portfolio, which was really cool. Um, how did you enjoy having him over? Uh, it's always a pleasure, man. I mean, right. anytime we chilling is always a pleasure. Definitely. He's a great guy. Um, and we are celebrating his 50th birthday this Friday, May 4th. And it's going to be at Black Star. We got a chance to, um, you know, really sit down and, and, and really understand his story and his come up and what he's been doing, how he like pretty much got introduced to the hip hop culture and um, how he got started, you know, working in the game. So please stay tuned. This is going to be a great, great history lesson of, you know, the golden era and, you know, what's leading him now to celebrate his birthday. So everybody kick back, relax and enjoy the show. Yes, and don't forget those L's and beer. Yes. And the ladies? Get some glasses of wine. And? Champagne. Uh, what happened with the cheese, man? Oh, the, yeah. The, you, I mean, the, you can get some cheese. Like cheese. I mean, everybody needs to, need to I mean, cheese, or well, you can get some fresh fruit. Well, It'd yeah, be nice yeah. Too, if you, you want to keep it healthy, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. You know, 2018, we got to be healthy state of mind. Yep, yep right <laughs> so here you go guys here's big earl and myself and spec running the boards we're local and we are fresh that's right we are local and we are fresh this is your girl gimp all right and i am here with a living legend a lot of people don't even know the history that this man has but we definitely spec and i have been fortunate enough to um be a listening ear with this i'd like to call him a hip-hop encyclopedia nice i like <laughs> and, that one uh, so we got our man big earl here yeah how thank you so much for coming through man i definitely appreciate your presence um thank and, you and providing us the education the knowledge you know that needs to be spread about hip-hop and everything and um i guess to put all in short i mean it's so impossible to put everything that you've done like in a fraction <laughs> of time but you've done no it's, a, it's actually taken uh, a while yeah, yeah i mean you've done radio you've done the yeah. promotions you've done the stylist you've yeah. done road manager journalism too. journalism yeah. i mean you've done it literally all i'm i mean did you always know that you were gonna have this type of momentum especially in the hip-hop community i did not no no my story goes that the way I really like got involved um, to at least make it a business 
was my wife was in school at Rollins College, right? <laughs> and she had a project, and it was about putting together a business proposal. So what she did was made uh, a business proposal on Big Earl Productions, mm -hmm. which was a company I had started, but was really just a name, you yeah. know. We it wasn't a, it wasn't legit. Yeah, yet. we were not an LLC or, mm -hmm. or, or a corporation or anything. We were just one a one man or, or two people company with my wife because she used to help me all the time. Uh, so she did she did the proposal on Big Earl Productions and handed it into the professor, and she got an A on it. And the professor asked to meet with her one day and was like, is this a real company? <laughs> and she said, sort of. She was like, that's my husband. You know, he, he deals with, you yeah. know, hip hop. And, it could you know, be. And all this, right? <laughs> and the guy said, this was perfect. I mean, like, what's stopping you, you know, from making it a legitimate business? Why is your husband not, like, charging money mm -hmm. for what he does? Because I was doing stuff for years. Yeah. And I was just like, I used to be happy, like, working for clothes companies, big clothes companies. And they would pay me, like, boxes of clothes, you know, all seasons, right? So you yeah. had spring, you had, you had summer, fall, winter. winter like, I never had to go to the mall ever, maybe to get sneakers. And even that changed. Uh, but, you know, I was working for gifts. Yeah. <laughs> like, for trade, you know? Yeah, pretty much. And my wife was like, it should be a business. Like, you should make money and then go buy whatever you want to buy you yourself. Were, you were still on the barter system. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what it was. But it felt good because yeah. I ain't had nothing before. Mm -hmm. Right? So I'm like, yo, I, you know, I just went from, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, wearing two pair of jeans all week to, like, popping a tag every day. This is pretty dope. Yeah. And I used to give clothes away to everybody. Right? And my, my daughter was a little kid. And she used to say... Um, Bobby, why are you always giving away stuff? And I just felt like I was blessed and I was fortunate. I was like, yeah. yo, like, for real? Like, do I really need to own 10 pairs of the same jeans? Yeah. I don't, right? <laughs> I said, so what can I do? So I, I have my own company. I'm promoting people's music, right? So what I used to do was I used to dress DJs from the radio stations. I used to be real good at just looking at somebody and knowing what size they were. Exactly, <laughs> you know? like... All so right, I'm like, 34, yeah. 32. I'm like, this dude's a 38 <laughs> jeans, and I already knew in my mind, like, I have crazy pair of jeans. Yeah. So I would come back to one of these guys' radio show with, with a bag and just give them, like, three, four pair of jeans and a couple of shirts, you know? And then I give them my CD and be like, yo, show us some kind of love, man. You know, this is a project I'm working on. It means a lot to me. And they used to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they didn't even listen to it. They're like, yeah, 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 I got you. I'll play, I'll play that shit today. You know Jeez. what I'm saying? And they used to play, they used to play the records. And but I always gave them good records. So I knew it was just a matter of them hearing the record. Mm -hmm. It's gonna help me how much I can get out of them to help me promote the record. Yeah, you know? like a true hustle. But, but coming to them, you know, with the brotherly love and thinking of them too, yeah. and giving them something. You know, not payola. We're not giving people money. We just, you know, we're dressing them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, it, it was always a plus. You know what I mean? So. Jesus. So you started off, obviously, in New York. Right. And then you made your travel. No, actually, I started in Virginia Beach. With the radio? With everything. Everything with the as styling? Far as, as far as, uh, like, dealing directly 
with, with the industry. Artists. Okay. Okay. Because if you want to go back, if we even got that much time, uh, like where did like hip hop actually come into my life? Mm-hmm. Then we're talking like 1978, 1979. You know what I'm saying? Uh, me being 10 years old. You know, and it's a summer vacation. We off from school and, and everybody's just outside and the heat in the Bronx and there's nothing to do. And I heard some music one night, you know, and, and, and it was just, it just sounded so, so different and so cool. I was like, yo, I really like that sound. What is that sound? So me and my two brothers who were always together, uh, that their mom raised me and I call them my brothers. Uh, you know, we followed the sound and we walked like maybe six or seven blocks and it was a schoolyard party. And we saw like all the older kids, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. From our neighborhood there. And we're like, yo, like, what's this? And they were like, oh, it's a jam. They called it a jam. Mm-hmm. And you'd see like big garbage cans and the yellow tape, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And all these wires going into the street, plugged into like lampposts and shit. And, and you just had this incredible sound, you know, and and it was dope, you know. I remember it was To Be Real, Cher- Cheryl Lynn. To be real. Yes. Dun, dun, uh-huh. dun, 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 dun. And the scream, <laughs> the famous scream. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. And the guy was just going back and forth with the fader. And I was like, yo, this is dope. And then, and then Apache was oh. the plus. Yeah. Because with Apache, I witnessed... Uh, a bunch of MCs lined up to touch the mic. I didn't know what they were going to do. You know what I'm saying? And then one by one, they would come up there. And on the same beat, the DJ kept the beat going for about a good 10 minutes so everybody could touch the mic a little bit. Yeah. And and, and that was my introduction to hip-hop. I was like, this shit is dope. I like this. This is life. This I is want, my life. I want to do this. <laughs> Till death do us part. Yes. <laughs> Yes. So then you go to Virginia, you that's when you started doing the radio journalism yes. mm-hmm. and everything. And you were there for quite Five some years. time. Five right? years. Yep. And now what propelled you from staying up north? What propelled you to come down south to well, Florida? I left New York in 93 because my daughter was born in 90 and she was three years old. And I just wanted to give her something better. Got it. And, uh. Me and my wife, we were young, and, you know, our relationship was always great, but we just want, we just wanted to be, you know, different. Yeah, a know, different lifestyle. A different lifestyle. Uh, she had family in Virginia. They offered us a place to stay, so we took advantage of it. We went to Virginia, and then uh, it was very different. I felt like we were living in the country, mm-hmm. you know, very laid back, uh, but it was peaceful, and my daughter, who was a little girl, I felt like she deserved better than what we went through. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, so while, while I'm in Virginia, I was bored out of my mind, <laughs> of course. <laughs> I'm surround, you know, I'm like in four walls, just like bored out of my mind. What am I doing out here? I'm missing everything. Uh, and I was listening to the radio one night, and it was a Friday night. And there was this radio team on that were called the Buddha Brothers, uh, DJ Law, Big B, rest in peace, DJ Law. Uh, and they had a hot, hot radio show. And they were on like every Friday night, like 11 o'clock on. Hmm. 
these dudes were going berserk and they reminded me so much of like Hot 97. Yeah. You know, and I finally started feeling a little peaceful. Yeah, a little right? at home. I was like, okay, <laughs> you know, it's just boring out here, but they got good music. Yeah. So I'm going to give it a try. So the guy's playing some, some records. I'm really feeling it. And he says, uh, I'm taking callers right now. The number is 757, blah, 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 blah. Just call, get your shout outs on. I never did a shout out of my life, right? <laughs> But you got Swear hyped. to God, I was hyped. I was like, yo, you know. I was just locked in a room, bored out of my mind, you know. And I get on the phone, I call these guys, and I just start shouting people out, right? And I didn't even have, like, the name Big Earl yet, right? So I'm like, yo, this is Earl, you know, the Bronx. I'm like Zulu Nation, Tatch Crew. You know, I'm throwing, like, all these crews I used to be down with. And it just so happened a guy knew about those crews, Oh, right, yeah. he was like, "Yo, I'm from New York too. I heard of all them people. Wow, we need to talk." And then he asked me, he's "Like, yo, what are you doing tomorrow?" And he gave me a time, and I like, I ain't doing shit. <laughs> and he was like, "Yo, won't you come through, and I interview you?" I like, "What? You gonna, you gonna interview me?" You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the guy that just did the shout out. <laughs> yo, he's like, "Yeah, he's like, yo, I want, I want, I want, you know, I want to pick your brain, B. You know, I want to talk." So I said, "Okay, cool." So I have my little portfolio. Uh, which I showed you earlier. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't that full yet, but yeah. it was the beginning. I had something. And uh, I went down to the radio station, and they saw my portfolio, and they and we spoke, and then we did a live interview, and it was super dope. You know what I mean? And I recorded it. Oh, man, I used to play that sh I used to play it all the time and listen to it. I'm like, yo, it was me talking with the Run DMC, Suck MC beat in the background. Jeez. It was dope, right? And I love how you remember every detail. I love it. <laughs> yo, it's, you know, it, it's a story and I'm, and I'm telling yeah. most of it today and it's dope. Uh, but I remember all the details because they all took steps to get where I am today. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And it just felt so right that I went from... Uh, a fan of 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 the music mm -hmm. to like fam mm. to the people who make the music you know what i'm yeah. saying that's how i look at stuff yeah i mean based off of looking you know? at your portfolio i mean you were in close cahoots with these artists that we're all in awe of you know how like so virginia mm -hmm. you're the, the dj's interviewing you is that how you got brought onto the broadcasting scene yes Ah, yes, okay. it was. All right, it became like this a segment of like old school music during okay. the show, right? So we already did my interview mm -hmm. and everything, but I'm just hanging out and we're talking, and we're just talking off air while they're playing music back and forth, guys DJing live. And then I, it, it kind of like hit a certain time. I'm gonna say like an hour went by or something. So now they, you know, they do like an old school session. Mm -hmm. um, And we were talking, and they were going to give away some tickets to, like, some show or, or whatever. And they were like, yo, we need to come up with, like, a good concept, like, a good question, you know, that we could ask the listeners, you know. So I told them, I said, well, why don't you ask them, like, to name the original uh, MCs from the Furious Five, like, to name Ooh. all five of them. And they were like, yeah, that's a great idea. We're going to do that, right? <laughs> <laughs> so the guy goes on there. He's like, yo, I got tickets to a special uh, Wild Style Uh, showing it was like an anniversary for the movie Wild Style, and they were gonna do something downtown Virginia, and he had tickets. So a caller called, and he was wrong on the names, mm -hmm. right? 
And he was like arguing. He's like real mad. He's like, no, dude, I, I know I'm from the Bronx, you know, and uh, and I'm naming them. So, you know, I wasn't really a part of the show yet. Yeah. I was just sitting there as a as a bystander. as a friend or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and and I said, nah, man, you know what it is? It's that Raheem, you know, they they used to call him Mr. Ness at one time. So there's an album, The Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, and it names you know five guys, and one of them is Mr. Ness. And then, like, a couple of albums later, you know, Mr. Ness is calling himself, like, Raheem or something. You know what I'm oh, saying? okay. And, and the guy, you know, he was, he was confused. So we strained it out. And, and, and during the conversation, we brought up the fact that I, that I had new Melly Mel, that, you know, that Melly Mel played a, a, a small part in, in my life growing up. And, and I had his number. And this is before the cell phones, right? Yeah. So you're like, I wonder if he's home on a Friday night. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let me page him. <laughs> right. So so we call Mel and Mel pick up the phone. Oh right. My so the so the listener, he don't really know if that's Mel on the phone or not. Yeah. <laughs> he like, I don't know who are you or whatever. You might be lying to me, you know? And my boy, DJ Law, God bless the dead, he says, uh, hey Mel. Why, why don't you why don't you kick a little rhyme or something for the listener to prove that you're Melly Mel? Yeah. So Mel just kind of stayed quiet for a minute, and we're all just listening. Remember, we're you know we're listening to him, so we're wondering like, what is he thinking about? Is he gonna do it? Is he gonna say Are you guys crazy calling me? Yeah. Twelve o'clock in the night, talk about kick a freestyle. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I never even heard of your radio show. You know. And instead, Mel just came straight out like Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan, a oh, Shaka Khan. Let me rock it. Let me rock it. Shaka Khan. Uh, you know, yeah. it killed it. And we was like, yo, you know, I didn't expect You're that. Like, this is actually happening, this, dude. That shit made me proud. I was like, yo, that's my man. Yeah. I called him, you know. And uh, the the listener was totally, you know, in awe, changed. Yeah. He was like, wow, much love. So let's say I left that night with with the guys saying, dude, dude. Do you want to do radio? Oh. Do you want to assist with us in our old school time, an hour? You line up stuff, you know, whatever. You do most of the talking. I'll play the records. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. And and I was like, yeah, let's do it. And it was fun. You know what I'm saying? That's so awesome. And that, that was my introduction to radio. Hi, everyone. Hope you're enjoying the show. If you or a loved one is suffering from pain, such as neck, back pain, muscle aches, joint pain, tired legs and feet, then you are a great candidate for CBD massage. Kelly uses CBD oil in her therapeutic massage treatments that are absorbed through the skin, providing the much needed relief your muscles and joints need. She's been a massage therapist for many years. She's very professional, very well educated, and I highly recommend her. Find her on Facebook under Orlando CBD Massage and book your appointment. She's mobile and can visit you at the office or at the home. So make sure you make that appointment. Now back to the show. While you were in, well, because you said you started working with artists prior going to Virginia, correct? No, I never I never worked with anybody oh, until so I got to Virginia. Until this whole shit started basically because I was bored out of my mind. <laughs> And I was looking for work, yeah. and I was like, I gotta find a way to survive out here. And and it just felt like hip hop, you know, was, was gonna help me. Mm -hmm. And it just felt like every time I told my story about 
what hip-hop means to me and how me and hip-hop are, are one yeah i felt like they want to hear it they they get off on it mm-hmm. uh they learn from it you know what i'm saying yeah. like it's crazy you know what i mean and uh it was just an opportunity and i was like okay you know i'm gonna i'm gonna play off of this i'm gonna give this a try i seen uh the love that the tax crew was getting mm-hmm. right and i'm like yo these are guys i grew up with right I used to tag with these guys. Maybe they were better than me, but wherever they were at, I was at. Yeah. Whatever hip hop party they went to and witnessed, whether it was Kumo D battling Busy B or or whatever, mm-hmm. like we were around at that time. Whether they were filming Wild Style, B Street, or whatever hip hop movie was ever mm-hmm. made in the Bronx, we was there. Okay. Yeah. I was 10, 11 years old, whatever. We was there. You know, I was at. Uh, Buffalo Gals uh, video shoot. You know, I was a kid. I didn't come out in the video, but you know what? I could watch the video and say, yo, I was standing like right behind that guy. <laughs> if he just you moved know? over to the left, you'll see if me. If he would move, head. you would see me. I'm chubby and I got an afro. Oh my God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's crazy. Yep. So then, okay, so while you were in Virginia, that's when you started working with artists? Right. And who was like the first major artist that you... It was Fat Joe. Jeez. Yeah. It was Fat Joe. Fat Joe uh, happened to be a childhood friend of mine. We played Little League together. Uh, we did graffiti together. And, you know, he came up rapping later, you know. And uh, through a mutual friend, me and my wife began a fan club. And uh, he, made, he made me the president of the fan club. Oh, look at that. <laughs> they were like, yo, you're the president. Him and Brim, they're like, you're the president of the fan club. And we were out in Virginia. So every time he came to perform anywhere in Virginia as the fan club, mm-hmm. we, w- we were able to get backstage passes and, and bring fans that would help us do promotions like putting up stickers and hanging up posters. Yeah. So we ain't had to do it. We like, yo, we're going to take you out. You're going to meet Fat Joe. You're going to go to the show. You know what I'm saying? Bring your camera or whatever. Jeez, you had your own street team for free. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We had about, we had about, we started with like six, Six kids, you know, loyal, you know. Yeah. Uh, most of them were barbers from from like a local barber shop. Uh, I used to give them free music, and and they just, you know, they just wanted to go out and hang out. And, and since they were good to me, I wanted to show the love. Mm-hmm. You know, I always felt that the more I shared the love, the more love I was gonna get, mm. and the less, right? Yeah. The less hate I'm gonna receive from people in my circle mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying because sometimes people in your circle uh, don't know how to accept that somebody from that circle you know is actually good at something and you might feel like man I come from where you come from why do, does that not work for me Yeah. but come to me with like respect like brother love like you know we down together and say yo Earl I don't know what you're doing <laughs> But I want to be down with that. How do we I get down? What I got to do? And yeah. I show you love. I'm like, yo, dude, you know what? You can get love. Like, dude, you come from where I come from. You know the same people I know. You know what I'm saying? You just got to come up with a plan. Come up with a plan. And then, you know, you take it from there. You know? But some, sometimes, you know, you get different from people. Yeah. You get some people who just want to walk in. And then they just kind of want to blank. Like, take you out. 
and be like, I don't need you no more. You introduced me to everybody. I don't need you no more. So I'm gonna yeah. move without you. Did that did that type of interaction ever deter you away from like your path or Yeah, of course. That stuff like that hurts sometimes. When when you go through something like that with somebody you loved and somebody that you gave the shirt off your back to mm -hmm. and told your wife and kids, you know, he's our family. He's gonna stay here a little while, or you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and and then that person, you know, either gets famous or thinks they're famous. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then they just feel like, yo, I don't, I don't really need you no more. You know? And that's happened to me once or twice, and that and that shit hurts. Yeah. You know, like I really needed like therapy from my wife. You know, <laughs> to tell me it's okay. You don't need that, dude. You know? Yeah. Piece of crap. Watch, watch, watch his life ain't do. gonna be worth crap. And you know what? Knock on wood, that woman's right because none of those guys <laughs> are crap. And that was what 15 years ago, maybe. Look at that, you know. And I'm still eating somehow, you know, I'm still mm -hmm. getting a check somehow. I'm blessed with it. So, you know, what can you say about everybody? Everybody ain't built like you, you know. Yeah, my gosh. So then, from working with Joe. I can only imagine that also opened other doors to other artists. Well, wor working with Joe, I met Punt, right? And I met Cuban and I met Sace. Um, and I was also relo relocated, uh, I should say, re reunited mm -hmm. with a cousin of mine who I hadn't seen in many, many years. And it just so happens that he was part of a rap group called Full Eclipse where Pun uh, Cuban and Sace came from and I got reunited with him so now I'm working you know kind of helping Joe out with, with some of his projects working directly with like Atlantic Records or something you know a lot of street team work and you know feeding the DJ's records and shit like that you know um, and maybe occasionally booking booking a show or two if opportunities came we booked some shows for, for Joe uh, but as Pun came along, uh, it seemed like everything just got better. Mm. As far as like how less you had to work and how convincing uh, your product was to, to people in the industry yeah. and how they believed in it a little faster than, you know, before that. Before that, they were like, ah, you know, you guys are just, you know, these Latino kids, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> just, you know, doing, this, doing this black kids. stuff, you know? <laughs> you know, it's not for you. And and then here we are knocking on their doors. You know, Joe's knocking. You know, the Beat Nuts are knocking. I mean, brothers like Curious and and, uh, and my brother Prince from Power Rule, you know? Yeah. Those guys were making noise, you know? Uh-oh. And then Pun came along and just like, pow! You know what I'm saying? Like, was, karate kicked that door, man. Would you say his his level of confidence also made things a little bit easier to kind of, of like manage? Yo, that dude had the confidence of like, you know, like if he was Denzel Washington just getting a an Oscar. Yeah. You know, he was like smooth, you know? It, it was just like, dude, you know, I'm a big pun, but you can call me big stun. You know what Jeez. I'm saying? I'm like, wow. Because you, you were mentioning earlier too um, that 
when someone did give you the opportunity or the time of day to actually listen to a tape mm -hmm. of pun, mm -hmm. like they had no idea that he was like this overweight yeah. Puerto Rican dude. Like, like how, how did that make you feel seeing, you know, the, I guess you can say the light switch turn on into those people's eyes and their minds when they did hear it. And then when they did see, when they matched the voice to the body, like mm -hmm. what was, what was your perspective on that? Well, basically, uh, the way Loud Records did it, because I was kind of working uh, along with their with their street team and their and their marketing people, so they constantly send send me racks and CDs and tapes, and I I mean, and the music was just so good, you know, I was putting it in people's hands, and I mean, there were days I would come outside and in every car that passed by my hood, you know, where I was living at in Virginia, you know, was pumping a big pun song. And it was like stuff from, from, from the CDs I gave away or they went in the, and they bought the album, you know? Um, but, you know, pun pun just opened up doors for for, for, for all the Latino rappers. Yeah. One, you know, for and he made the Bronx strong again. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and he made Joe's voice extremely strong, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, he, he passed, you know? Mm -hmm. And he had a very, very short career. And you, and you have to ask yourself, yeah. like, where would Pun be right now? Like, I know where we would have been together in the last, shoot, he, I think he's making the 20 years, right? Mm -hmm. No, yeah. it's 20 years of the anniversary, yeah. uh, which was in 98, but he died in 2000. So, yeah, he, he makes 18 years that he passed. And the Capital Punishment album, go get it. It's, it's going to be sold again. And the money's going right to his family. And that's important. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so go get that. And, uh, you know, they're, they're celebrating the 20-year anniversary of Capital Punishment. Today. That's of all crazy. days. Today. Of all days. Of today. I mean, is, is it not... Yo, this is crazy, and my wife can relate to this because I'm very spiritual, mm -hmm. right? And and I'm sitting here and, and I'm staring at a picture, <laughs> straight up, of Big Pun. Yeah, right here. It's crazy. That's... I get touched sometimes talking uh, about him. Uh, I know, mean, he's a huge, crazy. Yeah, a huge impact in hip hop. Yeah, you know, um, <laughs> I could say I could get a little emotional too, yeah. but. Yeah, I see. I take I take it personal because I grew up in the times where it was just a few of us, uh, Puerto Ricans, Latinos in hip hop, you know, yeah. and it was dominantly black. Most of my friends were black. I shit you not. I thought I was black for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I really did. I had the waves. I, I mean, forget about it. I did it all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Uh, but that's how we grew up, you yeah. know. And my wife is actually from Bronx River Projects. So we've been dating since we young. So I was always in Bronx River Projects, oh, shit. you know. Yeah. And and some of my uh, older friends that, that I know for a long time uh, is Muhammad Islam. And Muhammad Islam is and was like one of the main factors of the universal Zulu nation. Yeah. So while all the grown kids was down with Zulu and we were just little kids and we really couldn't get down with, with Zulu, <laughs> like he showed us love, you know what I'm saying? And he always made it like official, like, yo, you, you down with me. And when me and him got reunited, then now he was like, 
I'm gonna say like the first general or lieutenant. I don't know what they call the position, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he had a high position. And he was like, you know, you down with us, man. You know, you was around. You know, we we love we love you. We love your style. You know, and and and, and that was cool. And uh, you know, we learned a lot from from Zulu Nation at, as kids. You know, yeah. during the the times of the of the jams. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, their whole message is like. You know, peace, love, unity. Peace, love, unity. For the yeah. community yeah. and everything. It's unfortunate, and... you know, uh, the situation Bambada yeah. had. And and I'm going to touch on that because, you know, I know you as a journalist, you was going to probably come out with it somehow. I mean... <laughs> so I'd rather just throw it out there, you know. Let's throw it out there. You know, it was totally wrong yeah. uh, if that was the case. Exactly. We don't know the case. It it's alleged. It hasn't gone to a trial. Exactly. You know, this is, still, this is still America, you know. You know, if, if someone do something wrong, whether it's Bill Cosby, whoever it is, you know, they got to pay for it. Yeah. That's it. You do know, the, and that's all crime. I'm going to talk about all that. Do the okay. crime, pay the time. Yeah, <laughs> On to the next. But, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, it's when you were talking about pun and then you started mentioning how you also brought him to Orlando. How did that connection like how did you guys how did you bridge coming from Virginia, working with Joe, then being formally introduced to Pun, and then thinking that there was going to be a market for him in Orlando. Well... Because, I mean, me being from here, of course, we're we're in the shadows of Mickey Mouse, Disney, theme parks, all of that. Like, how did you even think that there was an opportunity for, like, hip-hop like of his stature to be mm-hmm. here in Orlando? Well, I came here... Uh, during a show that he had here. Mm. So him and Joe actually did a show at the House of Blues, okay? And that was a very, very incredible night and very uh, epic show. And anybody who was there will tell you, they were like, that was the show. Yeah. Especially for us Mm -hmm. as Latinos. That was the one. And, And the way I saw it coming from doing shows in the South... Uh, and seeing a predominantly black crowd when when I took a peek uh, by raising the curtain from backstage to see what yeah. the crowd looked like before the show even started uh, you know I saw so many people that looked just like me and I saw mm. so many Puerto Rican flags and, and it felt amazing I, did, I didn't see one empty seat yeah you know, it was incredible. And I remember Joe telling Pun, yo, you know, check, check this out. You know what I'm saying? Yo, they came out for you. They came yeah. out for you. It you felt know? right. Yeah, and they killed that show. Jeez. And that was awesome. Yeah, and that was incredible. But that sent me home uh, thinking. And I was like, yo, I saw a lot of Latino people here in Orlando. Yeah. And one of the things I spoke about with, with my wife and, and some of the people that I was involved with was how we were in a great position right now as Latinos in hip hop. And, and everybody was looking for somebody like us and everybody was accepting us and everybody wanted to be like us you know it was yeah. so dope at and that time exactly and well not for nothing we didn't have anybody representing us 
you know we had one guy and it was yeah. i mean like i said earlier we had people mm-hmm. fighting somehow for us yeah you know and, and it goes back to the 70s we had uh we had prince whipper whip who was one of the dopest MCs mm-hmm. in the bronx in the 70s part of the uh fantastic five with dj theodore Right, and Theodore is the 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 inventor of the scratch. You you don't you understand what I'm saying? And Theodore's 55, 56 years old, and he still teaches classes at like universities and and at public schools. And kids line up to learn how to scratch. Mm-hmm. You know, and I love that, and I want to be like that. I want to be I want to be 55 and still doing something similar. To to this to hip hop, you know, it's it's yeah, it's great, you know what I mean? But Latino's been down forever. Like I said, you had Whip a Whip, you had you had Ruby D, mm-hmm. you know, we had uh we had a group called Mean Machine, had a hit single one time, and, and the guy, you know, Julio, you know, he sang in Spanish. It was crazy. That was like the day like the Pope threw holy water on you. And you like, oh my God, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm blessed. And he, and he did that Spanish verse and, and he was like, agua que va a caer, pariba pa abajo. And you was like, whoa, those are like things my grandmother said. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? At home. And he just threw it on a rap record, you know? Jeez. Uh, yeah, you had Tito from the Fearless Four. You know, he, he was, you know, he was incredible, you know. You had DJ Charlie Chase. You had uh, the Wiz Kid. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know a lot of Latinos, but it's kind of like when it when it actually got out of New York. I think they forgot about us. <laughs> they, yeah. they were like, "Okay, thank you." You know, thank Thanks you for, for your contribution. <laughs> and you're like, "Hold up!" Like it just, I don't know. We're owed more. We're that, owed a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. That's that's crazy. So then after. After the the passing of Pun, um, you're still here in Orlando, mm-hmm. and because I have to touch on it because it's definitely part of Orlando history. Smiles and South Stars. Oh yeah. Yeah. This right here. It's going out to all them girls out there. This right here, it's going out to all them girls out there that did me a South wrong. You know, you know. This is Kelly with Orlando CBD Massage, and you're listening to Locally Fresh. Hey everybody, as you know, I'm a huge fan of La Doña Sofrito. I've bought so many jars for myself and my family members, but I recently ventured off and purchased my first item from Casilla's More Better brand line, the all-natural tooth powder. It feels so great not having that fluoride aftertaste. Her tooth powder is made with minerals that make your teeth strong, detoxifies your mouth, kills bacteria, eliminates bad breath, and naturally whitens without the harsh chemicals. What better way to start living a healthy lifestyle by switching out one of your daily routine products with one that's totally vegan and gluten-free? If you're interested, please visit the More Better brand page on Instagram and purchase this item and many other quality products from her Etsy shop. Now back to the show. How did that interaction happen? Oh man, you know, my relationship started off with with, with Southstar. Mm-hmm. He called himself North Star, right? <laughs> Shout out to, to Rob, Rob Campman. I, I, I love that dude. And uh, 
you know, he was working hard. He was like a street team, you know, I don't want to say manager, but he was like the go-to guy for a certain street team. He worked under one person and one person only. So he had access to a lot of nightclubs, right? He was allowed in to come in and give out stuff, you know? Yeah. And uh, I always saw him, always showed him love, you know, always saw him working hard, you know? And, you know, word got out that he was rapping and he and he kicked the freestyle in the bathroom for, for a personal friend of mine who was the owner of a label uh, that I was working for. Shout out Maximilian Records and rest in peace to, to Big Will. Who, who was the CEO, and he and he really played the biggest part hearing uh, North Star at that time, right? Kicking the freestyle, and he was like, yo, this guy's really good. You know, I want to sign him. And they signed him, and he was on an independent label for a while. And I guess another guy, uh, if I can remember this guy's name, I'm sorry if I can't, but uh, a famous producer that was down with like, with with sync and all these people. Yeah. You know, he thought about making a, a a duo. You know, he was like, "Yo, you know, I want to put these two guys together." And he he's the one who found, you know, uh, Smiles too. Oh. Okay. So he put them together, and then he introduced them to like Lou Pearlman and them. You know Jeez. what I'm saying? And and that's and that's how Smiles and South Star began. You know what I mean? Wow. I'm sorry I can't remember the guy's name. <laughs> but you're definitely in our thoughts right now. <laughs> Wow. Well, he knows. He gets he gets his credit all the time. So. Yeah. Jeez. And then, of course, me being from here, seeing Smiles and South Star pop off was like, oh, my God, Orlando yeah. might yeah. just make it. Let me tell you, <laughs> you know? when I saw that happening, I was so happy that someone from here was on the TV, too. Mm-hmm. You know, especially in my line of work, right? Yeah. You know, I'm watching... You know, I'm scouting. I'm checking out who's who. You know what I'm saying? I want to know what's happening. Yeah. And I'm watching TV and and I'm listening to the radio. And, you know, and I know there's talent here because mm-hmm. I see it. Right. And then they, and then they pop off. And then you kind of see how far they went with it. Right. And you're like, wow. You know, they're going they're going all the way. Right. You're like, wow. You know, here they are. You know. They're, they're doing, you know, BET. MTV. They're doing MTV, right? Yeah. They're on talk shows, right? Absolutely. Who, who showed? I mean, I know they, they came on. I think they were on Conan. Yeah. They were on Conan, right? I, I don't think I'm wrong. They were on Conan, and I don't know what other shows they were on. Uh, They made Billboard. You know what I'm saying? That was uh, a summer hit. Yeah. That was, like, on you know, heavy, heavy yeah. rotation. Dude, I'm going to tell you a story, okay? I'm going to feel... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was in that video. Were you? Yes, I was in the video. My City friend, Walk. my friend, <laughs> shout out to my City Walk. Friend, yo, my friend made the the beat, and and I was at the video. I cut out of work, uh, like around lunchtime. Oh my lord! And shot to 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 uh to City Walk, right? And they were doing the video in, in, in some theater, and and all the big dogs was in there, right? I was like, yo, you know, I saw pro style, yeah. I saw nasty. You know, I saw 69 boys. My boy threw the player. You know, let me tell you, threw the player. This guy showed up to the video shoot. Shout out, threw the player. He showed up to the video shoot with an actual stylist team. They came with like with like the rolling cart, oh like if you Lord. were at a hotel, yeah. with tons of outfits. I like really like how many outfits are you gonna wear? <laughs> You're a pretty boy. I give it to him. You know, but that was crazy. So he was in one section, pro style and nasty were another section. Bunch of the local guys that that I know. You know, jazz, inf, some other people. You know, they were there. 
uh, and it was incredible, man. And I was there like two hours, man, just to get like a little, like a little. 10 second part, you know? <laughs> uh, but it was dope. You know, I changed outfits in the parking lot. It was crazy. You know? My God. And, and I and I love I love the fact that I did that because that day it was actually like not like a definite decision. It was something that popped up and I was like, should I should I go or should I not go? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and I was at work and I'm like, man, I'm not gonna make it, you know, from downtown to to city walk, yeah. Exactly, and back in an hour, I knew Especially I was Especially on I-4. <laughs> exactly. I knew I was going to be gone for a minute. Yeah. So, you know, I I, I decided to go and do it, and, and I'm so glad I did it because, you know, I was so so happy to see how far they went, and, and, and I love those guys, you know, and I look forward to seeing them, you know, at my, at my birthday. They're going to come through, you know. They, they were real quick to... To come on board, you know, That's and, awesome. and I love that, man, and I love those guys. That's also what I want to speak to, because I mean, looking at your your portfolio that you, you know, had, I had the honor and actually like skimming through, because uh, there's a lot of historical pictures in there. Um, you have been doing these birthday bashes for like a long time. I think the first one started out like I was 30 years old. And now here we are 20 years yeah. later. And every year we do one. Jeez. And then I took a break for a minute. Uh-huh. And then and then uh, this one just meant so much. Absolutely. That I said, you know what? I really got to do something. This now. is you a know? milestone. It's been a minute. I don't think I think it's been like five years since I've thrown a, a birthday bash. Jeez. Yeah, I think the last one I had was with Mims came. And that, and that was incredible. We had that... We had that conversation. Yes, we did. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> you should have had that record played. You should have had it ready. Spec should have had that record played, ready to boop, 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 boop. Maybe when they edit it, they yeah, can throw we'll, it in we'll there, okay? In. <laughs> that was an incredible night. My God. So then I get, so you're coming out of this birthday bash retirement. Uh-huh. And we have some pretty heavy, like, local artists that are going to be performing. Yeah. Um, and then the lineup that follows afterwards is pretty insane now how what is making you um i guess get like how do you manage getting all these artists like on the bill man you know i i, I work with a with, with a team you know um and my boy lewis rivera and um uh, and his and his company you know they help me, yeah. and I trust. I trust them. I yeah. love. I love his work. That, that kid's got a lot of energy. Shout out to uh, Lewis. That's right. Uh, he's Shout got out to so orders. so much energy, and and I just feel good. You know, doing stuff with him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, because stuff is you know, it's real hard sometimes to confide in somebody, and most of the time that I get together with somebody, I feel like I do all the work anyway. Yeah. So at least with him, I feel like okay, I can give him his share. And he can also count on me mm-hmm. that I get my part done. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So that's that's a team right there. Absolutely. So I put him in charge of the, of of recruiting the the opening acts and and the younger talent because mm-hmm. he is in the street more than I am. Yeah. You understand? Uh, I feel like I'm a pioneer. Like I'm great with a lot of the older guys. You know what I'm saying? And and it's hard for me sometimes to to try to work with with a younger guy because he's got a different vision mm-hmm. than I have. Yeah. You understand? I have that relationship now. I have a nephew, right? And he does kind of, you know, he does like trap music. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not a fan of that. 
right? But he pays his bills doing it, yeah. and he pays his bills very well, you know? And I'm like, hey, you know, that's what you do. I don't have to support it. Yeah, if you know it's working, saying? it's working. You're my relative, and, and I'll help you any way I can, you know what I'm saying? But just know that I am not really a big fan of yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? But I love you and I will work as hard as I, I have to to mm -hmm. help you. And I have always done that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I notice real quick that if I don't like something or I am not a fan of something, then I don't really work as hard as I could probably work. You know what I'm saying? You know? Mm -hmm. It makes a difference. Yeah. You know? And sometimes it bothers me because I don't, I don't want to do a half-ass job, you know, ever. And I won't take a job if I don't believe in it or love it. You know what I'm saying? If it's not executed right. Yeah, I just... No, absolutely. I, I'd rather not. You know, I feel like, you know, it, it will hurt me. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? If I took a project, let's say, for example, if, if some kid gave me a, a record and I didn't like the record, but I really needed the money, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I take this guy's money, right? Because, you know, I got to pay the bill or something, you know? And then I give the record to important people that I work with to play it. And they're like, I'm not playing this record. They're like, this guy just gave me garbage, right? Or mm -hmm. whatever. They'll never want to play a record for me again. Yeah. Right or wrong. So if you do the math, I'm like, you know, take this guy's little bit of money now or, or make a lot of money later later mm -hmm. you know i'd rather go that route you know what i mean yeah because oh, we got as far as local we got um mim yes who's definitely very talented kid super beast yeah. like I've, I, li i like him he's a good kid i've seen he's his got come great up. attitude yeah i've seen his come up um since we were teens mm -hmm. so you know seeing where he's at lyrically musically everything like perfect fitting for your birthday yeah. we have ill beast yeah, Il, Il Beast is a personal friend as well. And he know? travels a lot from Orlando to New York. and He's hungry, man. That's why they call him Il Beast, right? <laughs> yo, shout out Il Beast. He, yo, well suited for the he, name. You know, he's another guy that I will, you know, go an extra mile for. Yeah. Because he never lets me down. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I had to tell him the other day, the guy was actually calling me a legend, you know, and you kind of said that too. And sometimes I don't feel like I'm I'm a, I'm a legend. I feel like there are people out there that have worked very hard, yeah, hard to get that title. I'm okay. Trust me. I'm still honored to be just called a pioneer mm -hmm. because I know that I can debate with whoever ever asked me like, why could you? You know. Yeah. And I've had that debate. I've had to tell people. I said, dude. You could you could have been one too. Mm -hmm. You was there from the beginning, but did you make a living off of it? What do you do now? Mm. You don't even you know you don't do anything to bring you in that circle at all. Exactly. And you had all those opportunities, so you can't be upset. Mm -hmm. You know you can't get mad if somebody labeled me something and I ran with it. You know because I really felt like I earned it. Like you know what shit. You know I didn't make that million dollars that I could have made. Yeah. If I'd have stepped on people's toes and just been about myself, mm -hmm. I would have been there. I've been told by some some of the highest priests you want to talk about. <laughs> These freaking, you know, religious people touch my hand and say, oh, you would have been a millionaire if you would just keep shit to yourself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> it's crazy. But I've had people tell me that. Yeah. You know? So we got Ill Beast and then we also got Red Eye. Yo, shout out to Red Eye because I seen Red Eye 
uh, promoting himself for a while. And and I ain't gonna lie, you know, when I first saw him, he had the the, the Nick colors, and I like the Knicks too. And those are my favorite colors. Is I'm a Mets fan, right? And I was like, yo, I I was kind of you know amused by him. I like, yo, dude, this guy, he's he's a character. You know, he looked like a character. Uh, so I checked out his music, and then I was like, yo, I was like, he's pretty good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I like, he's pretty good, B. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, no, the 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 opening acts are that. You know, They're shout out fire. to Lewis again at No Borders because he, he handpicked those guys, you know. And and one of the reasons, too, and I and I like to share this, uh, why I tell Lewis to, to do that part of the, the event is because I know a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to feel like like there's any, you know, uh, favoritism or yeah. anything like, like that. Oh, you know what I'm saying? On because and a lot of people are expecting that. And I know. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. Because I can, I can hear it in people's voice. And, and there's so many talented people here. Mm-hmm. It's hard. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I really wish that somehow, and maybe one day we will do it. And we can have like a three-day event downtown in the park. You know, I'm working on, on getting friends, own. you know, and relationships with, with the city and all that. And... You know, and they believe in me, you know, for different things. And, may, and maybe one day I can convince them to back me up on, 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 on something like this. And we could have like a three-day event. Yeah, we could do you our know, own summer like, jam. Yeah, it'd be crazy. I don't rock the bells. And, and it's free, you know. And yeah. we could have vendors out there with food and kids, all ages, right? Like, I live for something like that. Yeah. That's very dope. And then, so we have the opening acts. Then we're, they're also incorporating No Borders yeah. painting. And then there's a, there's a battle. Yo, did you do your homework on those guys? Did I? I okay. mean, you know, I love this. You know who's next to me, right? I love, exactly. <laughs> we got Speckins in the building. He's the last champ, right? Like they had the, That's they got the whole new sticker right now. Exactly. The I, champ is here. Yeah, you saw, you saw how protective I was over my sticker the other night. Right? I know. I'm like, I was like, yo, somebody steal it. my sticker. They're gonna be a problem. <laughs> so we got Caster, and we got Sem Two. And Sem Two. Legendary. Yo, yeah, as I got a well. story with, for some. Yo, you're getting a lot of stories today. <laughs> a lot of good stories. I just, I don't know. I and just, I'm so lucky. I, to I be just here. like you guys so much. Thanks, and, man. And uh, you know, I just feel like as the older I'm getting, like this is stuff that really needs to be shared because Absolutely. there is still a big fraction of individuals in this world that they live how we live. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and if we don't share the knowledge with them, they're going to slightly start thinking like we're falling off and we're not existing as much. Yeah. And there are other organizations and cultures and shit happening right now that uh, that ain't that positive no more. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and hip hop, you know, it, it's sad. But the truth is the truth. But we have been taking uh, a beating for a minute you know, from from other people calling themselves hip hop artists, and mm. it's pretty sad. But to me, I'm like, I don't think you're a hip hop. I think you're just a recording artist. You know, I think you're an entertainer. Maybe absolutely, we yeah. might be able to call you that. You're an entertainer, yeah. right? You got a following. <laughs> you know, and, and and that's about it. I don't really agree with with people taking on that title when they don't deserve it, especially you know if saying? they're not doing anything for the culture itself. Yeah, you know. But I mean, I feel like but Sam is, is a he, he, you know, he's been down for a long time. Absolutely. You know, I don't know if he knows this story, 
<laughs> you know, I might as well get it out now. You know, but a very long time ago, I was, I don't know, maybe 14 years old. And I was a big fan of Detached Crew. And I'd go anywhere they go. And uh, my, my, you know, one of my main uh, mentors or people I looked up to in the graffiti game was a guy by the name of T-Kid, 170, mm-hmm. right? And this dude was bad. And one of my best friends was his neighbor in the same building. So I made it a habit of visiting my friend a lot so <laughs> I could keep an eye on T-Kid, <laughs> right? I wasn't no freaking crazy dude following you, but, you know, I wanted to meet him. Uh, so I was friends with Rack 7, uh, who used to date a girl named Photo, and, you know, he got a lot of props, too. He was yeah. original TNB, and he did the Roxanne album for mm-hmm. UTFO. So shout out to, to him. You know, he was good to me. Uh, but I met T-Kid through him, right? But I live in the Tatch Crew neighborhood. You understand what I'm yeah. saying? And the Tatch Crew, no lie, they know I know, they <laughs> wanted to know T-Kid, too. Yeah. Right? And I knew T-Kid. You see what I'm saying? So it was like, oh, shit, how he know them? And I don't really know him yet or whatever. You know, that was through me and, and my boy Nysa. Um, but TK was good to me. You know, he he let me hang out with him. I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. You know, I was a little chubby kid. <laughs> and he would let me hang out with him. And, and he taught me some things. You know, I learned how to, like, <laughs> get into, into the train yards and stuff like that uh, because of him. But Sam and Ken came from close to T-Kid's neighborhood. Like, they were from, like, that part of, you know, near the Four Chain or whatever, near Fordham and all that. Uh, but they were also affiliates of the Tats crew. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So one day, I thought it was okay that I could go to the mysterious ghost yard, oh, right? God. Where people were getting, like, beat up. Right? <laughs> so I thought it was okay that I was going to go there because I was going to meet a guy named Rack7 mm-hmm. who was real good friends with T-Kid and T-Kid had said that it was okay to go over there. So anyway, I show up over there by myself because I couldn't find anybody. So I get like right to the entrance of the ghost yard and I see Shame, right? Shame125. And, and, and he's a cool guy, right? He's, he's good with me. And he's like, yo, what are you doing here, right? But I could tell that, you know, he was a little leery, like, you don't belong here. Yeah. <laughs> right? But he kind of looked the other way, like, yeah, you know, I, I know who you are. Mm-hmm. Right? But I don't think I had, like, the authority yet to go there. Even though, you know, the main guy running the yard was T-Kid, and he mm-hmm. was a friend of mine. Right? But it just so happened that that day, I was not with him. I've never been there. Oh, right? oh okay. but it but it would have been official if I went in there with him. Yeah, he would have but, been able to vouch. But I didn't do that, mm-hmm. right? Because I couldn't find them, and they were not where they said they were going to be. And I just, I just assumed like, eh, you know what? I'm gonna be okay. Yeah. Right. And it was like the one time that I really made a bad decision. So <laughs> I went. So I went in there, right? And all these people were up in there, right? It's real serious in there. You know, uh, I think I saw Bio in there. Uh, I might have seen, you know, some other guys from like RTW or something. Uh, but I saw Ken and I saw Sim, right? And their reputation was really bad, right? Shout out to both of them because they're both good friends of, of mine now, <laughs> right? Right? And I've had this conversation with Ken, and, and Ken is a good guy. God bless him, you know? 
But I don't think me and Sam have talked about this. We've just talked about everything else, but not this. You just danced around it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't think he remembers. You know, or that it was me. Yeah. You know. So, so I walk in there. I've got a giant bag of paint. I walk in there. I see all these legends now, right? They're all legends. absolutely. I see them all writing. Everybody's in their own world writing, and I'm like, yeah, you know, here I am, twelve years old. You know, I'm freaking cool as hell. You know. <laughs> And Ken, very quick, came and was like, who is this? He has a very deep voice. Who is this guy? What are you doing here? Who you with? And I'm trying to explain to him. I'm saying, hey, you know, I'm friends with T-Kid and Rack 7. Well, they're not here. So you can't be here. And I'm like, but they're my friends. And then Sam came over, right? And he's kind of like, what's going on here? (laughs) And then Ken says, you know, this freaking kid here, you know, I don't know who he thinks he is. He's here. So they're like, what? So then Ken says, you got to get out of here. And I says, but, but, no, but, get out of here. So, you know, I made this sad face like I'm looking at bio and I'm looking at shame. <laughs> like, come on. Right? And I still love both those guys very much. But, you know, that, that was just how it was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Those were the rules. You know, they were like, nobody comes in here, you know, but us. Exactly. So it didn't matter if we, you know, who we are or whatever. Nobody comes in here unless we actually invite you in. Mm-hmm. Here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's an elite. Uh, but they were like, yo, you got to leave. And I was like, okay. And then they were like, but the paint stays. <laughs> he knew that was going to happen. And I was like, what? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, you get it back when T-Kids show up. Like, By then, I'm not going to have any paint And then I, heard, then I heard the story. No, I got I, I got in contact with T-Kid uh, and Rack you know, way later that day. And, and they were a little upset. They were like, yo, we didn't, you know, we didn't know. We told yeah. them you were cool. And, and we got your paint or, or whatever's left of it, you know. But <laughs> but me but me and Ken, uh, scraps. like I don't know how long later, maybe a couple of months later, me and Ken ran into each other at a at a jam in the Bronx. And Brim was the the middleman, and Brim was like, "Yo, Earl, you know Ken, you know he didn't know, you know what I'm saying? He didn't yeah. know who you were." And I was like, "Dude, it's all good, you know what I'm saying?" And I was happy about that, you know. Jeez. And then Sam, I ran into in his old neighborhood. Uh, with some old friends of mine, Key. I don't know if you ever heard of Key. He was an old graffiti writer, Key, and and uh, and his brother, another another kid uh, named Paul. Hey, this is Casilla, aka La Doña Sofrito, aka More Better Brand, on Locally Fresh. Uh, they told Sam, "Hey, you know he's our boy," and, and and he didn't remember that day. He like, man, I don't remember that, bro. I'm sorry, <laughs> man. It's all good, you know, but. This is the first time I shared it. I think I might have mentioned it to, to Lewis, but I was definitely saying, you know, I gotta I gotta bring that up one day. Cause I don't want I don't want Sam to be like, you know, in his mind, like, you know. He, he like might he, he might know. think I don't remember him. He acts like he and he's know. feeling like like I, I don't know. I don't Should know I if he knows. This? Should I bring it up or not? <laughs> so we're all good. You know, we moved on a long time ago. Those guys are great. That's I'm awesome. honored to death. That Sam even came aboard, yeah. you know, with Casta. Those guys are those guys are real freaking graffiti writers. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I look forward to to their battle. You know, that's gonna be crazy. That's gonna you know? be a good one. Yeah. I, and so and of course, uh, for those who don't know, Casta is the art director of uh, West Art Walls, uh, which is an amazing little uh, venue here that we got in the heart of downtown Orlando all types of graffiti street art that's just like on this blank canvas of a great warehouse building so 
he's gonna be doing his thing against Sem2. And then after that is I'm assuming we got Hakeem Green from Channel Live. Yes. I think I think Prince is gonna go first because I'm and, and that's pretty tough. I because both Prince and Hakeem have material mm -hmm. that they've done with Thurston. So I don't know how that's it, gonna play yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I know um shout out to Prince again and shout out to Thurston, my, my brother. I look forward to to working real hard with him this year and whatever 2019 is gonna bring to us you know what i'm saying but shout out to uh to all these guys but prince has a song called porter rock steady right which yeah it's incredible so it's him so it's him and thurston so they did this song where we well we were in puerto rico right so we're out there you know supporting the the, the porter rock steady event you know shout out to crazy legs and and and, and we're out there and somehow i don't know these guys were really feeling feeling good <laughs> you know that, that island man yeah they was they was feeling good <laughs> and the rum so the you know they, they were all roommates you know they were all renting the same house so so i guess they wrote the song and and, and actually recorded it right on the spot Jeez. but but it was porter rock steady and uh if i can remember you know the verse right but i know that thurston comes into his verse so it's pretty dope you know, to hear, you know, Prince kick a, 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 a dope, you know, rhyme on a, on a really cool beat. But then Thurston just kind of just walks into the into the song and he's like, Porter Rock Steady, you know, you know, something. Then he's like, me and Earl Lugo eating Plata Maduro, whatever, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I was like, yo, I'm like, this dude just gave me a freaking shout out, man. Nice, on wax. So, on, yeah, on a real, on a freaking hot record. Yeah. You know, the record was like number one on uh, one of these like underground charts. You know what I'm saying? Awesome. For like a minute, you know? So so that was cool. So yeah, Thur Thurston, you know, he that guy's a legend. I mean... Yeah, we were just mentioning him. Like, yeah. who would have thought that... Yeah, he's a real legend. I mean, not only that, but... um, But like with his lyricist, like his lyrics and everything, and then also being like a fashion hip-hop icon yeah, as man. well. I mean, because... I mean, no one was really sporting polo the way he was, yeah. you know. And he's, <laughs> so, still, and he's still sporting the hell out of yeah, it. Yeah, man, he's I decked wish, out. I wish he lost some weight, you know, and give me some polo. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke of mine with him. He's like, he's like, Earl, I got like that kids I'm taking care of. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they get he the said, polo before yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> my, my my sons get the the clothes before you. I'm like, okay. But it's definitely gonna be a monumental night of hip hop. Yeah. That's for sure. And uh, you know, I always get excited when that type of energy comes to Orlando because it's just like, ugh, you know, like, and, and we have a lot of transplants, including Spec from the Bronx as well. And mm -hmm. there's other New Yorkers from Brooklyn here too. And I can only imagine that when they go to shows like your birthday bash, it's kind of like, ah, oh, reminiscent of when they were living yeah. up, you know, upstate. So yeah. I'm really excited for the show. I'm trying my hardest to like, hopefully yeah, I can go. I'm, 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 I ain't gonna lie, I'm praying for you, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping. <laughs> but you but you got a good excuse <laughs> you know? if you don't come. So, but, you, you know, know, that'd be pretty dope if I could make it still, you know. That would I'm like, yeah, yeah. you know, rooting you from afar. I'm you'll be there. Yeah, 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 you know. But, man, Earl, thank you so much for, for coming through and, like. Oh, man, this was wonderful. No, it was, it was. Yeah definitely enjoyable yeah. on my end it was a huge pleasure and honor to have you here and no, i felt honored you know i felt like i could be myself oh, you understand what i'm saying yeah and and just you know tell things the way they should be told absolutely you know? and i think that i spoke today 
uh, from my heart. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, you know there there were things I haven't touched on in a while, and there were things that I probably held inside for a while, and it just felt good to be like, hey, you know, today I'm gonna really be able to tell my story or yeah. most of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To people who deserve the time. Thank you. So thank you to you guys. You know, much love to your show thank and you. whatever you need from me. Please don't hesitate to ask, okay? Uh, I definitely uh, appreciate that. And, and, and whoever is listening today, you know, come out to the show. You know, it, it's on the pla- the place holds 300 people. I think we're already at like 200 tickets, maybe. Yeah, gone, they're selling out. You know, quick. Uh, so you know, at the end of the day, you know, it, it's really about my friends, family, and 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 people who believe in in something that I believe in. Absolutely. You know, so come out, network. You know, meet people. You know, if if anybody who doesn't know me or or any of the people I work for, you know, we're very approachable. You know, you can come. You know, I mean, it's incredible. You know, we're not there to just, you know, be booty people. Like we're we want to show love. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So come show love, man. Come through. It's ten dollars. You got free parking, right? I don't know what parking costs these days in downtown, right? Like $10. Probably ten dollars, right? <laughs> so, so you're coming for ten dollars, right? Every come out, man. It's a two I mean, for one deal. Shoot. You know, show your boy some love. You know, the music's gonna be good. Yeah. There's gonna be entertainment. You know what I'm saying? It's at Black and, Star. And it's at Black Star. Nice, you know, small place. You know, great light show. They have awesome sound system. Just so you know. Uh, all the sound equipment comes directly from the from the old Firestone. Oh wow! So you already know that's a good sound system. Yeah. The stage is nice, and the acts are gonna be great. And you know we're gonna have a good time. You know it's probably my last birthday party. Your last hoorah. ever. The last birthday party. Yeah. 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 I, I'll still do do some work. Uh, maybe co-sign a few parties or, or, or sell the act mm-hmm. that's gonna perform <laughs> at the party yeah but it, it it won't be me like putting together a, a whole program and, and pushing it and selling tickets and doing all the crap yeah. that, that I'm doing now uh, but you know I'll still I'll still be around you know my hand will be in something you know I yeah. promise you that I mean and you're always doing something for the community for Orlando I mean you're doing the the baseball team yeah you're coaching I've, done, baseball. I've done the little league thing since uh, 06 uh, and I love talking about that thank you for talking no about absolutely that. I think I, it's great I love talking about those kids uh, I showed up as as a parent just sitting in the stands my kid was five years old and I saw this very stressed out coach trying to keep nine kids in line <laughs> and I, I, I walked on the field and I and and I know the game and I love the game of baseball first of all and and I walked on the field and I offered this guy help and and, and the year after he said this is your team and I and I had the same team for 10 years Wow! I had the same six seven kids for 10 years that's two seasons a year it adds up. That's almost 20 seasons. That's a lot okay. of time spent. A lot of my time. Mm-hmm. Fixing fields, cutting grass, whatever you want to call it. You know, but it was enjoyable. And and I took a break from, from the whole entertainment business. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, it's, it's going to be really all about these kids. I felt so much in my heart that God had given me a blessing and said, okay, now I have a job for you. So you're going to use the talent I gave you for this, right? 
and, and that was the message I got out of it and I followed my heart and it was the best thing I ever did yeah okay so this day I don't don't coach them more. I haven't coached since 2013 I think uh, because I went back to school but these kids are big they're men now mm-hmm. and they reach out to me they shout me out they send me messages you know they're, they're graduating high school they're going to college some of them have full scholarships for baseball at, awesome. at humongous universities to name Miami University Pitt uh, one kid's got the Minnesota Twins looking at him what you know Jeez. my son has a full scholarship to UCF you know I really thank mm-hmm. you know the, the Azalea Park Little League yeah. for giving me the opportunity to work at their park and I give an opportunity I mean a thank you for the opportunity from all the city officials uh, and people you know with any position whether they're you know with the Orange County School Board or they're from you know the Commissioner's Office Senator's Office whatever Mayor's Office they've all been there for, for me every time I ask them to show their face at my park so they can help yeah. you know my kids feel important you know Absolutely. what I'm saying? And give them, give them some hope, you know? But, yeah, shout out to those guys, man. That's great. See, I guess, and although you may not feel comfortable saying it, but that's that's why I would say you're a legend because not only have you put in hard work, determination, blood, sweat, tears in the hip-hop community, but you're also, like, extending yourself beyond the hip-hop community and into your own local yeah. community, you know? So that's... You know, you're leaving a huge stamp in, yeah. in, in, in Orlando. So. Well, you know, when, when you get older, there's a time in your life, you know, they call it the midlife crisis. Mm-hmm. So when my midlife crisis came about, my therapy came from being on the park mm-hmm. with those kids. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I kind of listened to what one of my, uh, I don't know what you want to call them, psychiatrist shrink whatever said to me think of a time in your life when you were so happy and you were doing something you love right mm-hmm. and my wife is my witness uh, because she was there with me during that session and the only thing I could think of was being like 12 years old on a little league field like being a star like yeah. you know playing hard and everybody wanting to be a part of you and you know, you just were so important that, mm-hmm. at that day. And the relationship that I had with my coach. Yeah. Who was probably the only father figure I ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. Was my coach. And my uncle, Jose Luis, who, who passed away when I was a kid. Uh, but between that and having the opportunity to coach a bunch of kids and relive... Like my dream, yeah, right? Those like to, golden years. to go to yeah. a championship, yeah. like to win, you know, to pop freaking bottles of champagne on little kids' heads, because <laughs> I did that, you know. Uh, that was that was, you know, yeah, incredible. I can imagine. So, yeah, yeah, I can imagine. You know, it's incredible. So yeah, that I don't know. I feel like Sammy Sosa right now. Remember Sammy Sosa said, hey, "Baseball be good to me." <laughs> <laughs> This is before Sammy Sosa's yeah, transition. Yeah, he said, baseball been very good to me. <laughs> well, on that note, I guess we can say like it's important to follow whatever that that fuels you, that fuels your heart, that fuels you know that desire to yeah. to be something 
and to also be a part of a huge collective no yeah so thank you so much Pringle. oh man thank appreciate you it. appreciate it appreciate the hospitality absolutely and Shouting on that note that's it for locally fresh that's it <laughs> we out we local and we fresh to death all day yeah <laughs> And we're back What's from up? Big Earl. I told you guys it was going to be a great show. A lot of gems being dropped in that episode. Um, one of the things that really stuck to me was when he had mentioned um, that unfortunately there are times where there's people in your inner circle that don't want to see you succeed, but you still got to like push through that. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. And that just made me realize like we have to build a better sense of community uh, within our own. Um, because if we can't celebrate the successes of our own people, then... How can you never grow and build? Exacto. Exacto. So I, I definitely took that, um, you know, to heart. And, you know, like, I'm really definitely going to put that in the memory box. Um, you know, because we have to make sure that we're there for everybody, right? We got to see each other grow. Because if we don't see ourselves grow, then we can't have the whole entire city grow. And then what good is that going to do for us? Nothing. Yeah, I mean, think about it. If everybody's saying that we're native and we're Indians, I mean, if yeah. you're standing and trying to be one chief, I mean, how far can you go if you're only one person and, and you're the higher so-called chief? Yeah, you know, I mean, we're, we're a tribe. We got to, like, make sure that our tribe is, is you know, always present and always being represented. And we got to celebrate that, right? Yep, you know? yep. And then also, um, just his story of just, like finding some type of way of like you know fulfilling his happiness or you know his drive and i think that's something that um you know we have to make sure that we keep intact you know uh i'm preaching to to the choir here <laughs> so because there's times where you know you get a little standstill and stuff like that but um it's nice to know that you know other people go through that too but then they find ways of overcoming that you know they find uh, a way to overcome those objections and and carry on and um and still you know follow through their passions and their dreams so definitely something to be celebrated about um super honored to have him you know in our home and and you know kick the knowledge because without the knowledge how are you gonna learn for the future right or prepare for the future shall yep. i say yep. so what else did you take from from the interview i mean just just a lot of stuff you know what i'm saying the history um, i mean at the end of the day i mean i was always around at yeah. that ever i mean <clears throat> i'm not one to kind of like really shed too much of my knowledge or my experience but i mean as a kid i was always around him mm -hmm. and um, i'm not too sure he, if he even knows that you know what i'm saying like as a kid i used to be at the point which is at hunt's point and that's like um the task crew office and um from what i remember every thursday they will have black book sessions mm. so you would go out there you know they'll teach you how to like use the markers and stuff and then um oh, that's cool. if I, in one of the side rooms there was another room where crazy legs he was actually in the building and he was teaching kids Great how to b-boy so i mean oh wow that's yeah. awesome because i'm pretty sure like when you were hearing him speak about 
you know the graph writers and stuff like that yeah i'm pretty sure you're like yep i know that one i definitely know this one yeah you, you know what i'm saying know. i mean my thing is you know i'm quiet but i've been around you know what i'm saying and yeah. once again i'm not one to kind of be like oh yo you know this and all that you know what i'm saying i just keep it to my you know keep shit to myself and mm-hmm. um just stay as humble as i am and you know just enjoy just kind of enjoy mm-hmm. life you know what i'm saying you, you you're what is it um your spot will always come, you know what I'm saying? When, is, when your when your time will come, it will come at the right time. So. Absolutely. Everything um, within its own reason. Right? Yep. That's cool. Yeah, because as he was saying all those stories, like he cracks me up. <laughs> that grab story was like, you can leave, but you got to leave the paint. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, that's such a graffiti thing to do and to say. Um, but yeah, it was just great just hearing. And that's not even like the tip of the iceberg you know what i mean or that is just the tip of the iceberg of his history yeah i'm pretty um, sure he has plenty of stories absolutely um but you know it's it's great that he's you know bringing a whole bunch of people together uh, to celebrate um and it's gonna be a great great show we just got word that unfortunately sem 2 isn't gonna be there um something came up but we also have another heavy hitter a champ in his own right um which is fellow and he has won consistently uh the past no border events um of 2017 so big ups to fellow he's gonna be there competing against caster um this friday so be sure tickets are ten dollars guys it's gonna be at black star which is that cool venue right behind um right behind uh what used to be firestone yeah so uh you know it's gonna be a great ten dollars free parking tickets are extremely limited um so be sure to like show love support the cause get those stickers with specs hand style on them the i mean as you heard the lineup is gonna be crazy insane mim ill beast red eye then we got hakeem green for from channel live we got Prince from Power Rule, and then we have Thurston Howell. Then um, Smiles and Souths are going to be in the building. That's pretty cool. And who knows? I mean, I'm pretty sure there's going to be some sneaky sneak. Some people are like, oh, man. Let me yeah, let nice me sneak spot. up on, on the stage and, yeah, you, know. you know, bust something out. Uh, Ricky, uh, Ricky Padilla is going to be there from 95.3. Oh, nice. Um, little Sean is going to be there. Oh, shit. Word. Yeah, like, it's like a lot of Orlando heavy hitters are going to be there. So, and, and, and rightfully so for big earl you know he's yeah, a pretty man. heavy hitter so yeah, yeah. um it's gonna be a great event i'm hoping that i can make it out there <laughs> so for some of you guys that don't know uh speck and i were expecting a little one and we are we're what we're two uh, weeks away yeah <laughs> two, two, weeks, two three weeks away two three weeks away i don't know there's there's a there's a pool going on to see when when this baby's gonna make their uh her appearance so, hmm. so we'll see uh god willing i'll definitely be there celebrating um alongside spec and you know toasting my cup of water to big earl <laughs> for his accomplishments <laughs> but uh if i can't make it earl thank you so much for everything that you've done for the city of orlando thank you for your presence um and just thank you for your contributions because you've done so much for us um and bringing all that crazy talent to the city so um it's only right to be celebrating you know your spirit the way that you have it planned for this week so 
thank you for everything. Spec, you have anything to say? Uh, just thank you for just being special, you know. <laughs> nah, I mean, I mean, I'm just fucking around. But yeah, man, I want to just thank everyone for um, pulling through and um, showing up for the no borders event. And just you know what I'm saying, just showing the support, having fun, you know what I'm saying. Um, definitely um, meeting and you know what I'm saying, greeting other cats, you know what I'm saying, building. I mean, yeah. that's the whole whole purpose really to have these events. Absolutely. You know, have these conversations with all these other artists like that. You can really do some collaborations or you mean potentially work together. Seriously. You know, at the end of the day, it's really about just really building. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. And if you want to be all about the community. You know, there's people that out here that say like, oh, we got to make the community strong. We got to make the community great and all that. But they never go out to these events. You yeah, know, man. like if, if you really want to see Orlando strive and become the best that it can be, support, go these, the shows. support these shows, support yeah. these events, support these artists, you know, purchase their stuff, um, you know, because we all need the, all the help that we can get. So support shows like ours, like yep, yep. locally fresh. Um, so that way we can keep reporting amazing things that are happening in this city that no one would really know about. <laughs> so, you know, we have to support each other and make sure that we can grow together and rise together because that's what it's all about. So on that note, thank you everybody for listening. Please follow us on Instagram. Follow us on SoundCloud. You can download the episodes on iTunes. So, yeah, man, support the cause, support the movement, support the creatives. Support Locally Fresh. Locally Fresh, Fresh, Fresh. And on that note, that's episode nueve, man. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeedy. We outie. Peace. Until the next time. Adios. Last words of wisdom. Peace, love, and respect. Yeah. And we out. Yo, yo, this your man Big Earl, and I'm holding it down here with the crew, locally fresh. You already know how we do. We keep it local, and we keep it fresh to death all day, every day. So stay tuned. You know what I'm saying? Peace. Stop by the stove so I can cut that.
score so fast. And this is the reason why I get more.